you're really just leaving money on the table if you're not running ads to ask people to take whatever the next step is in your funnel. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. And looks like we've got Molly, Ralph, and myself, Keith, back on the show with you. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Excited to be back. All right. Excited to be here. Looks like we are on episode lucky number 13. Lucky number 13. It's going so fast. Lucky 13. I know. <laughs> we got a pretty cool text a couple days ago from Molly. Ralph and I did with an article in inkinc.com. The smartest entrepreneurs are listening to these 10 podcasts. And uh, they had us in the top 10, which is pretty cool. Um, Rolled out at number 10 with some big heavy hitters, you know, right under uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. That's pretty cool. Really proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. That also means that everyone who's listening is really smart too, right? Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. All you smart people. Congratulations. And and like we said, thank you for listening and and sharing and and making reviews and stuff like that. We want to continue making this even better for you. Uh, We are on a, a short series talking about how to create the perfect ad. Okay. Prior to this, we, we talked about how to create the, the right kind of content to put your message in front of, and then, you know, where to find your target audience, how to really put your message in front of your exact ideal target audience. And now we're talking about how to create uh, that perfect ad for the perfect audience. And on last episode, number 12, we, we talked about creating an ad targeting cold traffic, okay, a cold audience. And this really just goes along with the entire theme of the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. You really want to build a perpetual machine where every single day you have different campaigns that are continually, perpetually creating new fans, new audiences, new retargeting lists, new leads, new customers, and of course, creating goodwill all along the way. This is what we're, we're talking about today is now how to create an ad that's targeted warm traffic. Okay, so maybe somebody that's already opted in, maybe somebody that's already read a blog post that you created, maybe somebody that's watched a video, but maybe they haven't bought quite yet. Maybe they haven't opted in. It just depends. So Molly, how would you kind of define warm audience as opposed to, to cold audience? So your warm audience is someone that you have gotten to know a little bit better, right? They're an acquaintance. Maybe they clicked on one of your ads to cold traffic and they read a blog post or they viewed one of your YouTube videos or maybe they liked your fan page on Facebook. So really it's a it's a two-way street and that they've shown interest back. Uh, so those are really your warm audiences. And these are the people that we're going to try to convert into leads or into buyers, maybe get them to hop on a webinar, uh, something that's that's low commitment, but where we can really start to get them into the marketing funnel. Normally, if you're going to run traffic to a, a warmer audience, then it's going to be a conversion-focused campaign, right? Maybe it's a lead generation campaign in most cases. Once in a while, you might have a new blog post that you want to amplify, and, and you'll, you'll amplify that to, to cold audiences, and you'll also put that out in front of warm audiences. But 90% of the time, when you're, when you're running traffic to warm audiences, it's going to be because you're looking for them to take action, right? So you need to 
realize that when it comes to creating your image and your ad copy, all these things are going to be maybe slightly different. Exactly, Keith. We talked about how you should speak to a cold audience who doesn't know who you are on the last episode and and how your image should really catch their attention. So now we're going to sort of move down the line. How should your ad copy speak to a warmer audience that you know a little bit more about, right? And they know a little bit more about you. One of the things we talked about last episode was image. One thing that we've recently learned is that if you're targeting, say, a warm audience, that's when it can sometimes be more effective to use more brand-related language. Because remember, if you're targeting somebody that's cold, they don't know who you are, then they don't really care who you are, right? They care more about the result that you're going to get. And so a lot of times focusing the, the ad copy and the image around the specific results or just something that kind of stands out and captures their attention work great with that cold audience. But now that we're in that warmer audience, you still need to be focusing on the benefit, obviously, as much as possible. That's where sometimes using something that's brand related. Maybe it's an image of you. We talk about using action photos and stuff like that. And usually they're going to be even more effective for people that are warmer as opposed to people that are colder. Awesome. So do you guys want to kind of start at the top of the Facebook ad like we did in the last episode and, and talk about the different elements for a warm audience? Let's do it. I can definitely speak to, uh, you know, the copy at the top, right? If you're looking at a Facebook ad, it's the first copy you see under the Facebook fan page name. Um, And really what's different here with a warm audience is that we're going to get a bit more direct response. So you're running an ad that's either going to a lead magnet or a webinar or even, you know, a low dollar offer. You're trying to get them to do something that isn't just, you know, reading or or watching a video. Um, So you really have to hit a pain point here and really speak to a specific end benefit. You also have to have a, a very very strong call to action. So for example, at Digital Marketer, we have blog post templates as a lead magnet. And so the copy at the top is, want to create blog content fast without having to write a single line of text? Download our perfect blog post template and get your post up and running today. So you can see there are a few benefits that that we're hitting here for bloggers. The ability to create blog content fast. We know that that's really stressful. You know, we even have trouble keeping up with, with this podcast content, right? So the ability to create content fast is a specific end benefit. Also, you know, without having to write a single line of text, right? So this is going to be easy. And then we're telling them, you know, download our perfect blog post template. That's the call to action and get your post up and running today. So just a little example of, you know, really how you want to hit that pain point and and really speak to the end benefit of whatever you're offering this warm audience. I think uh, adding on to that, there's a couple of things that you didn't bring up when you were analyzing that is that you use the word you a lot or it's implied, like you're talking to that person. Sometimes we do it in a third person and sometimes that actually works. Like for the next couple of days, I'm giving away a free copy of XXX, whatever it happens to be. But we always find that when you use the word you 
or imply that you're really talking to that person? Because that's really, it's a very personal space. I mean, you think about it, that person who's scrolling through their newsfeed on their iPad at 11 o'clock at night. So, you know, I always think of my wife and when she does it, it's like if something clicks, you know, something catches her attention, it's because it's important to her. So I think a lot of advertisers talk about themselves. We do this, we do that, all this sort of stuff. But if you can sort of turn the tables and talk to the person who you're trying to target as a you, I think you actually will find that those ads are typically more effective. Um, but you'll also see that uh, you'll get higher click-through rates and lower click costs. But the benefit is really is all in the user, not necessarily what you're going to give them, but what they're going to get. And I think that's really, really important. Definitely, Ralph. And, and to piggyback on that a little bit, you'll notice that when we run ads for a webinar, which is a, a little bit higher level of commitment because you're not only asking them to sign up for something, you're also asking them to invest their time, right? So we will use Power Editor and we'll actually list out all of the bullet points from the webinar landing page that really explain what they're going to learn on the webinar, right? We're not only stating, here's the end benefit, you're going to learn how to, you know, double your sales, but you're also going to learn, you know, these six specific, you know, items. You're going to learn the formula for XYZ. So we're really using that ad copy to sell them on this webinar, right? And you can use as many characters as you would like if you're setting up the ads in Power Editor. So that's how right. we, we get a, around that. That's exactly the way you want to be thinking about this. So when they click your ad, when they land on your, their landing page, how much do they have to do, right? Do they have to register for a webinar and give you an hour or hour and a half of their time the next day? Or do they have to buy something, right? Or they have to sign up for a, a demo, like, like schedule an appointment. So, or they, do they just have to download like a cheat sheet? So if it's something where they have to do a little bit more than a super quick, easy download, then the more you can create goodwill and educate them before they click the ad, the the better conversions you're going to have. And so it's the same thing as, as maybe running a, a short video ad. So that's one of the reasons why we like to do video ads. It's serving the same purpose that Molly just explained. So if you're, if you're trying to get somebody to do something that's a little bit more complex, that's where a, a video ad might come in. And a video ad like that can be targeting warm traffic. And, you know, maybe it could be you know, fairly cold traffic too. But if it's warm traffic, that's where, you know, a shorter video ad will, will work better than maybe a longer kind of video ad that we talk about sometimes, a longer content with call to action kind of video that could be saved for more colder traffic. So the point is think about not only what audience you're targeting, but what you're asking them to do and then make the adjustment. Like, so the first example that Molly just used was Short copy, want to create blog content fast without having to write a single line of text? Download our perfect blog post template and get your post up and running today. Short, boom, they click it, they download it. The example she just used, they're asking them to register for a webinar. What they do is they actually list out the bullet points on the post copy itself because they know when they get there, they're asking them to do something a little, a little bit more. And another part to that is, um, you know, going through, here we are analyzing one I think this is like 27 words of copy, but it has a lot of different elements in it, which I think is really good. One of the best formulas for headlines and to catch people's attention is want to get a really cool thing without the really bad stuff. 
And that's just a classic, I don't know who invented it, probably Claude Hopkins or somebody from like the 1920s. And everyone's been just sort of piggybacking on it ever since then, or Cialdini or somebody like that. But the point is, is that it's a really effective way of getting people's attention. This is just on the top of the post. This isn't even like the headline. And you got to be careful with that. I mean, you can't say something like, one will lose 30 pounds without ever exercising. You know, I mean, that's not cool on Facebook, but you get the kind of idea. I mean, look at your, what's the unique benefit that you give your customer without the stuff that they normally have to get, you know, pulled down by when using your competitor's product, or maybe there's no other product in your space. And that's why Facebook is such a great platform for a product or service that no one knows about. No one knows that there's a solution for this sort of thing. One of our, I guess we've probably used this one before, they use this exact formula because they have replacement baseboard heating covers. It's the oddest thing in the world, but this thing just kills it on Facebook. It's a before and after picture and it says, want your baseboard heating covers to look great? Without having to replace them, question mark, click here to learn more. And there's a link, it's affiliate link that goes to Home Depot. That's the ad copy. That thing's been running for a year and a half right now with very few tweaks. So into cold traffic, all the cold traffic too. the key here with the warm traffic is, you know, what did they visit first? You know, how did you warm them up? Did they visit a blog post about blogging? Then make them the the offer for the lead magnet, you know, for the blog post templates. We don't have to sell them on why blogging is good in this ad, right? We're just selling them on why this tool, why this lead magnet um, will help them blog better. Especially when it's used as a website custom audience or it's a retargeting ad you're talking about. I mean, you've already pre-framed them because they've clicked on a article about blogging in the past. Is that what you're Definitely. referring to? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of, uh, you know, it's a foregone conclusion that they know what you're talking about when you're talking about that. Right. The best strategy is definitely is to go from blog post to cold traffic to a secondary ad, which is a little bit warmer. But I mean, you can go to cold traffic with a lead gen ad as well. I mean, we all do it. You guys do it. We do it. And, you know, sometimes that's just what you need to do in order to get ROI for a campaign. So, I mean, I think there is some crossover here as far as how you kind of write it, but the principles are the same, is that you really do have to capture their attention. We typically will start that first line with a question. It's almost formulaic. Um, And then after that, get into that, you know, if you can throw some urgency in there, maybe name the thing that you're going to give away, you know, state the benefit, give a call to action. And then if you want, add the hyperlink, which uh, we talked about in last week's uh, episode. And Keith covered the image, but, you know, it's great to use some sort of image that speaks to your brand, to the warm audience, because they have, you know, quote unquote, met you already. Um, It's also great to productize whatever you're giving away. Let them really see it. So, you know, if you go to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast, we'll make sure to, to put these images, these templates for what these ads should look like so you guys can get a visual. But you'll see for the blog post template, we actually had our designer mock up the blog post template and the ad has the blog post templates on the image. So that way people can can visually see what they're going to get also. I think that's very, very important. And then the headline below just says blog post template, right? We're just telling them what they're going to get. 
If you're going for like an ebook, a checklist, something like that, something that as soon as they enter their name and their email, this is, you know, might be to cold traffic, might be to warmest traffic. Showing what they get, I think, is really, really important. And we use BoxShot Pro, uh, which is a great resource because you can actually very easily take your template, your checklist, your lead magnet, whatever it is that you're going to give away in exchange for the name and email, and then make it look really professional and really slick and put that right in your ad. If you have something that you can productize and it is something you can show them in the image, it's always going to win in most cases. It will probably beat a branded image, even if it is a warm audience. But rotating these things out is good. Just It just depends on what it is. If they're opting in to watch a video, you know, uh, a branded image, is, it might work better depending on, unless you can productize what they're getting, right? If it's like a map or something like that. So just think about your specific situation and, and where you're at. Yeah, just a variation. For example, for the blog post templates, we said, you know, use the content aggregator template to create viral blog posts fast without having to write a single line of text. So that was pulled from the top and then download the template and get your post up and running today. So basically re- reiterating the copy from above, making sure it's not word for word, but you know, hit that pain point again and, and the specific and benefit and, and make a call to action. Yeah, sometimes in that headline, we'll put something in bold and then with brackets around it to really call it out like free cheat sheet, you know, in brackets or free bonus in brackets, something like that. And then reiterate your headline a little bit more. You know, we're actually finding and you you actually talked to me about this a couple of weeks ago. We were struggling with some ad copy and we went kind of completely the opposite of what we were talking about here. We went a little bit more negative you know, which is another strategy which you can use, which really we haven't talked about yet here, where you do strike a little bit of fear in them in order to get the click, but then the resolution is on the other side after they click. So you got to give them a little bit more like, you know, are you making these four crippling business mistakes? Question mark is, you know, one of the ads that we're running right now that's getting the best click through rates because the thing on the other side is how to solve it. So, I mean, there's a lot of variations to this, but um, I think mostly on Facebook, they want it to be a positive experience. I wouldn't go too negative on it because then you'll, your ads will get flagged. But if you can make your headline really captivating, hitting on that pain point, even in the headline part, we've seen really good click-through rates there as well. And just be careful with that too. Like Ralph just said, if some of the negative stuff, like in that example, is actually working better, but just make sure you're not calling out anything specific. Like, do you have, you know, osteoporosis? Do you have, you know, decreased bone density? Or, or are you gaining weight? Or are you, you know, worried about getting high blood pressure? You, you can't be calling out anything specific to the end user. You can talk about the science behind what your product does, right? Yep. Um, whether if it increases bone density or something like that, but you can't talk about uh, or question the end user like they might have that symptom. Very, very important. Even if it doesn't sound negative, you just, you can't. Yeah. Well, actually we should link to that in the show notes too, is the Facebook uh, policy, advertising policies, because that's constantly changing. I'm looking at it right now. It was just updated four days ago. It's constantly updated. And I think that's something, if you're advertising on Facebook, that should be a bookmark page that you look at. I mean, I print it out probably every week just to make sure that we're in compliance with it. I mean, even if you know we've got some help on the inside with Facebook, it's still, you really do need to know because they could change the rules on you and not tell you. And you might have an ad that maybe had been running a year ago that was compliant. And then now the Facebook policy changes 
And if you hadn't deleted that ad from a year or so ago, you might actually get a bunch of ads just disapproved and then your account might be in trouble. So really, you know, keep tabs on the policies and make sure that you're really in compliance because they are very strict when it comes to this stuff. Let's, uh, let's move on to the hot audiences. What is a hot audience? So a hot audience is someone who's already opted in or they've already bought something from you, right? Um, they've, they've made a commitment to you and really you're just wanting to follow up with them to take the next step. So whatever the next step in your funnel is, if they've opted in, maybe you want to ask them to buy um, you know, something of a lower price. Uh, maybe they bought a $7 offer from you and, and you're wanting them to take the next step. They're, you're wanting to remind them to take the core offer. So really these ads and, and they're the truest of retargeting ads. Um, they're number one, easy to set up because you've already built this relationship with these people. You're just reminding them to take the next step. Um, but also if, if you use website custom audiences and Facebook and we'll put a link to our, our Facebook retargeting guide in the show notes. But if you're using website custom audiences, they're actually going to automatically update for you. So if you set them up correctly and someone hits your lead magnet landing page and they opt in, um, then they will no longer see ads for your lead magnet. They'll start seeing ads uh, for your tripwire if if they didn't buy that product. Uh, So really with these, these hot retargeting ads, we just want to remind people to take the next step. Video ads can be great for hot audiences. Um, at Digital Marketer, if we're looking at the Facebook ad again and you're looking at that first line of copy under the, the fan page image, we actually use the same piece of copy no matter what the offer is, no matter what we're asking them to come back and do. And feel free to use this piece of copy, but it's, did life get in the way? You forgot to take advantage of this deal. And the reason we use that piece of copy is number one, it's easy. I can, you know, use it on all of our funnel retargeting campaigns, but it's also psychological. You're not assuming that they said no. You're assuming that something happened that they couldn't take the next step. So maybe they opted in and they did want to buy whatever you were offering, but uh, they lost internet connection or they didn't have their credit card or they were running out of time and they had to go somewhere. Um, you're simply reminding them to take the next step. You're not saying, hey, did you say no? Um, I'm going to tell you why you should say yes, right? Um, so these are some of our most profitable ads and they're the easiest to set up. They run on autopilot. um, And a lot of people are leaving a ton of money on the table um, because they're spending all of their money and all of their efforts with paid traffic, getting people into the top of the funnel. And they're forgetting to follow up with them down the funnel, whether it's Facebook ads, Google display, um, YouTube retargeting. However you want to follow up is up to you. But it's just important that you remind them to take that next step. It's almost like having somebody opt in for an offer or opt in to to watch a, a sales video or, or check out your offer and then not ever using email follow-up. Think about it. We all know the fortune is in the follow-up, right? So you want to think about your retargeting ads in the same way. And I'll give you a couple other examples of 
kind of frameworks that work really well for this. Another one is testimonials, right? Story-based testimonials, social proof. So maybe you've got a video ad of a, of a happy client or customer telling a story. If it's just a testimonial, that's fine. But if you can obviously get them to say how their life was before and how it's better now after using your product or service, that's like the best one you can ever get. But the point is, is these are, are great for video ads that are shown to people that have already maybe checked out your sales page but haven't yet bought. And you don't have to call them out either if you don't want to. If you want to, they, they don't need to know that they've already visited it. It could just have regular copy talking about the benefits of your product. Some people are nervous a little bit about calling people out because yeah. they think of the whole privacy thing. It's great to be safe. Just the important part is to get back in front of them um, and don't speak to them, uh, you know, assuming that they said no. Just help them try to overcome whatever objection they might have had and just remind them that you made them this offer and that you're still around. Um, you know, people are are in different places seeing these ads different times of, of the day, right? So you might catch someone at a time where they just can't take the action. And another example that works really well is show them what they get. So maybe maybe they didn't take you up on your offer or maybe you had like a, an upsell, right? A, a one-click kind of upsell, a 30-day trial into your, into your continuity program, into your membership program, and they didn't take that. And so maybe you have a campaign that's just taking them to kind of what they get, right? Or maybe it's a, a recorded webinar that you have or one of the trainings that's usually only available to members. Or maybe you've got this little like reel, like a two-minute video that shows um, what it's like to be using your product or service. Those are really good for people that have already kind of been indoctrinated. It's kind of like the end of a webinar when they're doing the Q&A and you're explaining to them exactly what they get. And then people end up buying after that. They just want to feel comfortable. They just want to know what they're getting is good. And so these sneak peek type of thing can work better than anything if, if done right too. So... When it comes to retargeting ads, we still use Molly's technique, which we still call the Molly, by the way. And we've <laughs> the also Molly. the Molly. The Molly. All I have to say is just do the Molly on that ad. And they know exactly what I'm talking about. But we've realized that if you really target a specific action, let's say somebody read a blog post of yours, but they did not take the next action, which is the lead. You know, they didn't enter their name or their email address. We will then target them and based on their action, they hit that blog, that URL, but they did not hit the thank you page of the lead magnet. So they didn't take the action we really wanted them to take. We'll write some ad copy that will say, hey, you recently read my blog post on the name of the blog post or the title of it, usually in quotes, but it looks like you forgot to take that desired action. Download my ebook, sign up for my webinar, register for my class, you know, Reserve your spot here before it's too late or reserve your spot now. Click and your call to action. Maybe put a URL in there. And those really work well because they're so laser focused. If you're running lots of traffic to individual blog posts, you can do that really effectively. And some of the lead costs there are super, super cheap just because you're not creeping them out by you know calling out specific things, but it's specific enough so that they'll say, oh, hey, thanks for the reminder. You're more friendly than you are, you know, kind of making them feel bad that you didn't do what you wanted them to do. Facebook doesn't like people to, or advertisers to call out stuff like, hey, 25-year-old single male living in Dallas, Texas. That's too creepy. And your ad will get uh, immediately turned down. But 
if you can acknowledge the previous action that they took, but then say, hey, you just kind of forgot. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Those are really, really effective. Remember, Facebook is sort of a friendly environment. You know, not, try not to be you know, too strong arm when it comes to this kind of stuff. And I think the, the more friendly and benefit of the doubt driven that you are in your ads, I think the better you'll do. Right, Molly? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the key here, we, we've given you a lot of examples and talked about the elements of the ad, but really when you're creating your ads, think about, you know, who are you talking to? Your copy should appeal to someone, you know, if it's a cold audience that has never heard of you before, why should they listen to you? Why are you interesting? How can you really catch their attention with the image? And then with the hot traffic, you know, they know you a little bit better. So your copy can be a little bit more personal and you can speak to the specific and benefit that you already know they want because, you know, they, they showed interest in that topic. And then with your hot traffic, you're really just leaving money on the table if, if you're not running ads to bring people or, or really ask people to uh, take whatever, you know, the next step is in your funnel. All right. So I hope that was really helpful for you. And your job is to go to the show notes, go to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast, and you can get to the episode 13 show notes and look at all the resources that we have. Okay. Download the ad builder template and download the ultimate guide to retargeting that Molly mentioned and all the other resources that we mentioned. So if you hadn't had a chance to go back and listen to episode 12 or any previous episodes, make sure you go back because episode 12, like we said, we talked about that the very top of the funnel, right? How to create that ad to that cold audience. And today we covered how to hit people that are warmed up a little bit and then maybe are really warmed up and now are, are a hot audience. If you enjoy this podcast, please go to iTunes, give it an honest review. And so that helps us, it helps us share this message with other business owners and entrepreneurs just like you. All right. So until the next episode, we will talk to you soon. All right, guys. And I'll talk to you, Ralph and Molly, you next week too. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.